Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. In Monday's episode, my guest Mark Cagney expressed his opinion that gambling is the worst addiction due to its insidious nature because you will sell everything and everyone Now, he also pointed out that alcoholics and drug addicts will also do the same thing. But his point was that you can see that there is a problem with alcoholics and drug addicts because of what they're doing to themselves physically. You can see the manifestation of it. With gambling, you would never know. It's invisible and you'd never know until it's too late. And you find that your kids don't have a roof over their head anymore because it's been sold out underneath them. A couple of years ago, I wrote a feature for the Sunday Business Post here in Ireland on the nature of gambling. This is what I wrote. Betting and the brain. Ireland has the highest online gambling losses per capita globally and the third highest overall gambling losses per capita, 2.1 billion per annum. It's estimated that 45,000 people in Ireland are living with severe pathological gambling addiction, with a further 110,000 dealing with problem gambling. So what happens in our brains when we gamble? Why do we find gambling rewarding? How can problem gamblers kick the habit? The biased brain. We are all susceptible to biases in our thinking. We believe that something that hasn't happened for a long time is somehow overdue. Even though the brain is considered to be the most complex structure in the known universe, it struggles with random sequences. Your brain looks for patterns and seeks out causes. While the assumption of causality has ensured our survival by allowing us, for example, to predict the behaviour of predators, it leaves us open to serious mistakes in evaluating truly random events. We assume that each play in a game of chance is connected. As a consequence, we fail to understand that each spin of the wheel is independent, with the odds remaining exactly the same for each play. Even when we know this, we find it difficult not to expect the ball to land on red after landing on black 28 times in a row. Reflexive versus reflective. The limbic or midbrain evolved to manage fight or flight circuitry and its structures, among other functions, are involved in the unconscious judgments that can strongly influence our mood and behaviour. The neocortex, the outer part of your brain, is responsible for the functions that we associate with being human, such as language, thought, decision-making, impulse control and risk evaluation. The actions of the emotional brain are fast, acting, reflexive and instinctive, with little understanding of logic and statistics. 
In contrast, the neocortex is slower and more reflective with the capacity to act on or override the emotional brain, which is prone to the systemic errors that most gambling games capitalise on. Fooling the brain. Game designers cleverly create an illusion of control that fools us into thinking there is skill involved in games that are actually governed by chance. They encourage us to confuse skill with chance by giving us a choice. So, for example, lottery tickets or requiring that we carry out an action, for example, throwing a dice. Everyone is fooled by these illusions, but problem gamblers have a greater tendency to overestimate their control of positive outcomes. Game designers also capitalise on the fact that near misses, while unpleasant, actually motivate us to continue gambling more than wins or outright losses. When we learn a new skill, we experience reward as we get close to the desired outcome, for example hitting the post when learning to take a penalty. This motivates us to persist, adjusting our behaviour bit by bit until we succeed. Since gambling involves games of chance, not skill, the principles that help to shape behaviour don't apply because near misses in a gambling context are, of course, equivalent to full misses because they are both non-wins. Many multi-line games now use the bells and whistles that we associate with winning to disguise a loss as a win. This practice generates similar arousal to wins and distorts the player's memory of the number of wins. Gamblers also report finding these multi-line games of chance more skillful than single-line games. Problem gambling Problem gamblers are particularly susceptible to these cognitive biases. Essentially, a gambler plays to excess because of distortions in how they make decisions and how they think about randomness, chance and skill. These distortions foster an inappropriately high expectation of winning during the game. Interestingly, people with damage to their insula, a tiny part of the brain that interprets body states, including hunger and cravings, don't show these classic cognitive biases. Brain chemicals. Dopamine neurons in your brain become activated when something good happens unexpectedly. Dopamine is released when we expect or receive a reward such as food or music when we surmount a challenge, have sex or take drugs. Dopamine also tells your brain that whatever you experienced is worth getting more of. Your dopamine system is most responsive to novel and unpredictable rewards. Dopamine gets the reward system in the brain going and affects your emotions and sensations of pleasure and pain. In the moments leading up to a potential reward, dopamine release is increased. We tend to afford a lot of importance to our genes, but the experiences and situations that we expose our brain to and the behaviours that we engage in are critical to determining the shape of the brain, how it grows and how it evolves. Repeated exposure to gambling and uncertainty can produce lasting changes in the brain that may enhance craving and change how the gambler responds to losses. In gambling disorder, losing can trigger the reward system, releasing dopamine to the same degree as winning. The flat brain. Dopamine is considered a prime candidate for research into understanding the brain chemistry of gambling because of its established role in drug addiction and reward behaviour. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is targeted either directly or indirectly by all drugs of abuse. Dopamine receptor levels are reduced in the brain of patients with different forms of drug addiction. When people have fewer dopamine receptors than the general population, their reward system is relatively flat. They don't get the same buzz out of life that the rest of us do. 
How do you get your thrills if you are reward deficient? While the rewards of gambling might be hyper exciting for most people, for those who are chronically underexcited due to their reward deficiency, something like gambling might give them the biggest bang for their buck. Parkinson's disease is a neurodegenerative disease that affects the dopamine-producing neurons in the brain. Certain medications that aim to replenish the dopamine system give rise to a side effect of sudden-onset problem gambling. If the patient stops taking the medication, the gambling goes away and returns when they resume the medication. The impulsive brain. Researchers scanned the brains of non-gamblers and those with gambling disorder, expecting to see a reduction in dopamine in the gamblers, but they didn't. However, they did see differences in the level of a particular component of impulsivity called urgency. The problem gamblers, as a group, scored very high on mood-related urgency, which involves doing impulsive things when feeling high or euphoric, or when in a low mood, or when feeling depressed or anxious. Rather interestingly, the gamblers with the highest levels of that trait did show a reduction in their dopamine receptors. So the relationship is complex and not yet fully understood. Understand your habit. Your gambling is problematic if it impacts on your life in negative ways. Irrespective of the frequency or type of gambling you engage in, you have a problem if it interferes with your work, impacts on your health or causes relationship or financial issues. If this applies to you, then the first thing you need to do is to be honest with yourself and seek support from friends, family or trained professionals. Gamblers often have no idea why they gamble. Many people who have a gambling problem use gambling to escape the stressors in their lives, such as problems at home, boredom and loneliness. Keeping a log may help you to identify patterns and triggers or stressors that propel you to gamble. Understanding the role that gambling plays in your life may allow you to address the underlying problem. Seeking support and managing stress without resourcing to gambling is critical to success. Plan enjoyable alternative activities for times when you are most likely to gamble. Learn mindfulness or practice present-mindedness by focusing on what you are doing while you are doing it. Learning new skills, meeting new people and volunteering can counteract boredom and loneliness. Is there a goal that you always wanted to achieve? Why not challenge yourself to go for it? Surmounting challenges can also activate the reward system, releasing dopamine, allowing you to attain a natural high without negative consequences. That's all I have time for. I hope that you have found this helpful. I will share some links to gambling support groups in the show notes. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 